It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Top Stories, I'm Andy Zaltzman. Our top story from a back issue of The Bugle today is from issue 196. It was June 2012 and it featured Barack Obama in the top story slot. But even the 44th president of the USA couldn't get ahead of some very important sports news that I simply had to bring to the listening world. Here I am with John Oliver. Top story this week, Obama is killing stop, it right stop, now. Stop, John, I'm, I'm going to have to stop you there. There's an even more important story than that, because last Saturday, Harlequins became rugby champions oh, no. of England. Oh, no. That'll be the greatest day in the history of this nation, uh-huh. at least since the Germans admitted we had them pinned in checkmate in 1945. Maybe even the greatest day since little William Shakespeare first picked up a pencil and said, Mummy, what the f*** is this? As the multi... Pastel-shaded heroes claim their glorious birthright on the holy sword of Twickenham with a display of rugby that even Jesus, at his best, would have struggled to match. And uh, it sent this half of the bugle noisily berserk and made his children say, what's happened to daddy? And I also think John has sent a message to the world that all is not lost as the joyous scenes were beamed around the world to a global TV audience estimated between 700 billion and uh, 1 trillion people. Uh, warring factions in the world's leading trouble spots laid down their arms, embraced and said Bob Dylan was right. You'll not see nothing like the mighty Quins around <laughs> the Middle East. The sound of gunfire was replaced with the sound of rugby commentary as rival sides jointly realise that anything is possible if you put your mind to it and have a productive academy system topped off with a front rack form at New Zealand fly half. That's basically a quarterback for our American listeners. So that was it, John. Harlequins, the team described by the former American president Abraham Lincoln as the last best hope of Earth, delivered a message of universal redemption. Through a ceaseless communal striving for perfection, a message which surely now supersedes the teachings of the retired Messiah Jesus, the pro-celebrity empire smasher Mahatma Gandhi, and the Nobel award-winning philosopher Richie Benno, and set an example that will truly save this planet from oblivion, or worse, helped admittedly by a couple of questionable refereeing decisions. Thanks be to the Quins. Amen. Sorry, John, you were, uh, you were saying... <laughs> Is is that Addy's system now, Andy? I believe. Or is that likely to bubble up again later? I believe so. I believe that's <laughs> that's done. What a day, though, John. Rugby was the winner, Andy. <laughs> Rugby and the Quins. <laughs> Top story this week. Obama is killing it right now. And by it, I mean people. <laughs> Obama is killing people right now. 
And it emerged this week that President Obama personally oversees a kill list of insurgents who could be taken out with drone strikes if the opportunity arises. And look, we've all got a kill list. Andy, married couples often each draw up a list of the names of five people that they'd love to murder if they get the opportunity without the other partner getting angry or turning them into the police. (laughs) It's the backbone of a healthy marriage. You're allowed to kill Jessica Simpson if I'm allowed to kill Tom Brady. (laughs) Okay, deal. (laughs) Now, the the fact... (laughs) The fact that the president has a little this snippet list. from uh, John's speech at his own wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted there was just more of the contractual terms that needed to be going over before that final bullet was played. Uh, the uh, the fact that the president has this list isn't as surprising as the details that come with it. The New York Times reported that there is a secret nominations process to designate <laughs> terrorists for kill or capture by drones during high level discussions. And first, let's be clear. Kill or capture. Now, you might think, kill or capture, how the f*** does that work? How do you capture an insurgent with an unmanned drone thousands of feet up in the sky? Well, what happens is this. The belly of the drone opens up and a fairground grabber comes out (laughs) and reaches down to try and scoop up the insurgents in its claw. Unfortunately, the insurgents have now got wise to this and they've been covering themselves in butter so that they just slip out of the claw just as it's tantalisingly close to lifting them off the ground. The US military usually tries a few times before getting frustrated and just launching hellfire missiles at those... Pesky buttering insurgents instead. <laughs> it's a. Do, do they not also have some magnetic ones as well that, that just try and hope that the insurgents are wearing nineteenth-century-style yep. German helmets? <laughs> That's right. That's it. They've. The point is, they've exhausted all the options <laughs> before just raining the pain down upon them. And this system really makes everything a lot easier because not only are you killing people with an almost chilling video game type ease but you're also managing to reduce the figures of taking prisoners to guantanamo as you're not taking any prisoners at all only one prisoner has been taken into american custody under president obama the rest have been very conveniently vaporized (laughs) and apparently the president has insisted on approving every new name on the kill list pouring over the terrorist suspect's biographies on what one official calls the baseball cards of an unconventional war. And they really are baseball cards, Andy. I've got a few of them here. Um, They have a picture of the terrorist on the front and some of their statistics on the back. So here's one. This is Abdullah Rafiq. Uh, It says it's his rookie year in the Global Jihad. His numbers are pretty good, Andy. Um, He has a hate-the-West percentage of 84%. That's very promising. Uh, He's launched five ambushes on international forces. Two of them have been successful. But believe me, back anything over 300 in that category could be Hall of Fame numbers. Um, here's a little personal information about him too. Uh, he likes dinner with friends, long mountain walks, and the song I'm Sexy and I Know It by LMFAO. What is it about that song, Andy? Everyone seems to like it. <laughs> well, this, this system has been used ever since, uh, of course, the FBI bumped off Babe Ruth uh, in the uh, late 1940s. And on the current set of cards, you've got Ayman al-Zawahiri, the uh, Al-Qaeda uh, head honcho at the moment, Osama bin Laden, I knew it was all a hoax, and Derek Jeter, which is a possible <laughs> logistical mix-up, but possibly not. I guess what we will have to wait and see for history to be the judge on that. But it has to be said, John, that America does have a pretty checkered record of assassinations that makes you think mm-hmm. this baseball card system is potentially risky. Of course, it has succeeded with uh, Osama bin Laden. John F. Kennedy, Abraham Lincoln, Che Guevara, Shergar, Mother Teresa, Lenny Bruce, Buddy Holly and Jesus. 
but mm-hmm. failed with Fidel Castro, Colonel Gaddafi for a long time at least, Kim Kardashian, Jesus, second time around, Barry Bonds, the Queen Mother, Bill O'Reilly, Rick Moranis, Mikhail Gorbachev and E.T. So it's, you know, hit and miss at best. <laughs> I think the kill list must carry some real sway in the terrorism world though, Andy. It's like a Forbes list of... With, say, <laughs> who's who of huge arseholes? If you're not on that list, you're nobody, Andy. And yet, any terrorist who is considered but doesn't make the kill list should not feel too bad about it. It is an honour just to be nominated. And they should know that they are still monstrous dickbags, whatever that panel says. Besides, those awards are always political, Andy. So often it's who you know, not what you've done. But also, you know, it's not all about awards, is it? They should be, they should be being dickbags. Just for the sake of being dickbags. Yes, that's right. and places on these lists, they're just a little bonus. Uh, There's only one thing that can make this secret presidential kill list more chilling, Andy, and that's if it was actually a secret presidential f**k, marry, kill list, along the rules of the f**k, marry, kill game, where you have three names and those three actions, and you have to decide who gets what. Uh, One of Obama's lists had the names Bin Laden, Newt Gingrich and Silvio Berlusconi on it. It looks like he chose to kill Bin Laden. He probably had sex with Silvio Berlusconi, (laughs) which would put him in a group that includes 64% of the world's population, which only leaves one thing, and that is that we might be about to have a new Mrs Gingrich on our hands in the future. (laughs) Oh, President Obama, you're about to become the least happy woman in the world. There's also been controversy that Obama has uh, embraced uh, a method of counting civilian casualties that counts all military-age males in the strike zone as combatants, unless (laughs) Mm -hmm. there is explicit intelligence proving them innocent posthumously. Well, that seems yeah. to be the key word in that sentence, John. Shoot first, yeah. deflect questions later. In the old traditions of US justice, no smoke without fire. And of course, let's not forget, a posthumous exoneration is very much more satisfying than an exoneration granted when you're alive. You can be even more smug about it. And incidentally, for those of you not familiar with it, posthumous is a Greek word for main course. <coughs> Thank you. It, it is some... Uh, Thank you very it is much. Some pretty, it's a pretty I'm impressive... <laughs> That it is some pretty impressive semantic witchcraft that the administration have been doing. It's it, by effectively counting these uh, all these males as a competence. It's it's essentially a cup and ball morality game. Where's the innocent civilian? Is it under this cup? No, oh, there's nothing there. Better luck next time. <laughs> Their argument seems to be that Al Qaeda is generally a paranoid organisation who don't like to be around strangers. So if you're around someone who's up to no good, you're probably up to no good as well yourself. And the New York Times report. Uh, show that there's actually high-level discussions around this particular logic as well. And I quote, Participants do not hesitate to call out a challenge, pressing for the evidence behind accusations of ties to Al-Qaeda. What's an Al-Qaeda facilitator? Asked one participant, illustrating the spirit of the exchanges. If I open a gate and you drive through it, am I a facilitator? And I guess... I mean, it's complicated, Andy, but what this essentially means is that we must all teach our children in the future that it is just not worth holding the door open for anyone anymore. (laughs) It's just too dangerous. That person could possibly be an insurgent. You just can't know for sure. Chivalry has essentially become aiding and abetting terrorists now. That is what you should say to your wife, Andy, when you let the door swing back and hit her in the face. I'm sorry, honey, but I need guarantees that you will renounce the global jihad. (laughs) Well, as you said, uh, the basic attitude is that people in any area of known terrorist activity are, as you say, probably up to no good 
Uh, one anonymous official has got it saying, innocent neighbours don't hitchhike rides in the back of trucks headed for the border with guns and bombs. So the basic American philosophy is, if it looks like a duck, waddles like a duck, quacks like a duck, shits on your car like a duck, and tastes <laughs> damn good with some plum sauce wrapped in a pancake, it's a f***ing <laughs> duck. And the thing next to it is probably a duck too, even if it looks like a chicken and is actually better fried up with cashew nuts and yellow bean sauce. It does suggest that Barack Obama must be an absolute nightmare when he does the family shop. So, Barack, love, did you get everything I need for my Niswa's salad? Yes, I did, Mickey Moo. I sure did. Here you go. Tin of tuna fish. Barack, that's a can of baked beans. Well, they were in the same aisle. And here's some <laughs> eggs for you to boil up. Thanks, my darling Elvis president. Oh, oh hang on. Those aren't eggs. Those are cut crystal wine glasses. Well, they came in a box, like eggs do. And they're eggs. <laughs> With a glass stem and a round base, love. Okay, Funkatron, they're shaped like girl eggs, not boy <laughs> eggs. Don't suppose you bought some little potatoes for me, did you? Yes, here they are. I'll pop them straight in the bowl. Those are bullets, Barrack. Well, you can fit them in your pocket, like bullets, and fire them <laughs> out of a gun, like potatoes. What are you complaining about? Has my range of accents coming on? Pretty good. Well, I don't three think I'd go, one there. I didn't think I'd go for the full Obama. Mm. Seemed a bit... Yeah. Uh, a little bit risky. A little risky, Andy. You do a good sure one, though, don't you, John? You do, I bet you do no. a good one. Well, let's leave that as a hypothetical. <laughs> that was another top story. Thank you very much for listening. Now do pop over to the Mothership and listen to the latest issue of the Bugle podcast. It's very much like top stories, but longer and newer. Goodbye. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.